0: Welcome back to Take Care. I'm Katherine Loper. And I'm Jason Smith. We turn now to a very specific kind of health care coverage. They're called healthcare sharing ministries, and they're in the news lately because insurance regulators say some of them, a couple of specific companies based in Georgia, are violating state and federal requirements.
1: The companies are allegedly failing to make their religious affiliations clear and they're selling health insurance plans outside of the markets they should be. Joining us to talk more about this is Todd Bookman, a reporter with New Hampshire Public Radio,
2: who has covered this issue. First, the history of health care sharing ministries. Healthcare sharing ministries have been around for decades. They are essentially rooted in Christian communities of faith, this central idea that people should help each other in times of need. So, how does that relate to healthcare? Well, members of healthcare sharing ministries essentially pay monthly premiums with the expectation that that money will
1: be shared amongst all the members when a medical bill arises. These ministries operate in a very different way than your traditional healthcare plan.
2: Ministries function in different ways. In some ministries, the members actually mail their monthly premium checks to other members who have had healthcare bills and those bills have been approved. Other healthcare sharing ministries kind of function with this central clearinghouse. So you mail your premium check in each month, and then when you have a medical bill, you sort of request payment from the central clearinghouse. It's different than what we think of as traditional health insurance, and most of these ministries have that disclaimer right there on their website. One of the huge differences is there's really no guarantee of coverage. These entities are exempt from regulations that apply to other health insurance companies, including the no ban on pre-existing conditions. That's just sort of one of the, the main things that they are exempt from.
0: And it's not just pre-existing conditions where these providers stray from the norm. Members often have to pledge to abstain from drinking or smoking, for example. And generally speaking, ministries don't cover
1: abortion. Prices for these kind of programs are also much lower than traditional coverage. Bookman says in some cases, from one-third to one-half the cost of a plan you'd find on your state health exchange. And for some, health care sharing ministries make a lot of sense, especially if your Christian faith is a big part of your life. No coverage of abortion certainly appeals to certain members. And I think there's
2: also sort of a feeling of community that can be created with these ministries. I spoke with somebody who's been a, a member of a ministry since the 1990s, and when he has filed for health care bills, he's actually received notes from other members, people saying, oh, we are praying for you in your time, and he's sent similar notes to other members when they have had health challenges. So there's certainly more of a feeling of community than you would get signing up for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Not only are these ministries popular, but they're gaining in popularity across the country. With figures, we need to be a little bit careful simply because there is no real regulation of these entities, so it's hard to have exact figures. There is an industry group that has released some statistics. They estimate there are roughly 100 different healthcare-sharing ministries
1: nationwide covering approximately 1 million members nationwide. And those numbers have likely gone up since the signing of the Affordable Care Act. When the Affordable Care Act was signed, there was an exemption carved out. The individual
2: mandate did not apply to people who received coverage through a health care sharing ministry. So that was certainly seen as a boost to the ministries as well in terms of fueling their, their numbers.
0: If it's not already clear, these healthcare sharing ministries operate in a very different way. Those who are members and have been members for years can get good coverage if they're educated about the plans
2: and, in some cases, willing to do a bit more legwork. One of the satisfied customers I spoke with said you need to go in knowing what will be covered and what won't be covered. This gentleman that I spoke with says, you know, he would not put in for, let's say, a mammogram for his wife. He knew that expenses like that he should be prepared to pay for out of pocket. The savings he received on the front end, the lower payments... He essentially booked that money for himself, knowing that if these minor health care or regular checkups came up, that he would be funding those out of pocket. He says you really just need to be in a, a sort of an astute user of the healthcare care system. You have to be able to negotiate with your health care provider. You have to be willing to reject you know, certain charges and really uh, take, say, a hospital to task for certain bills. And so, if you can go in with that mindset, knowing that you really need to follow the healthcare system closely if you're going to use a ministry, for those members, these appear to be smart ways for them to go about providing some sort of healthcare. I, it, I hesitate to call it insurance because this is not healthcare insurance, but it is a
1: program and it is a way for people to have their medical bills covered. Circling back to why we wanted to look into these healthcare sharing ministries, they've come up in the news lately in New Hampshire, where Bookman is based, and in other states where a few of them have been banned. The bans really apply
2: to two entities, Alira and Trinity. So Alira is a for-profit company. It was founded in 2015. Trinity is a non-profit founded in 2018. And these two entities, they are legally distinct entities, though we should note there appears to be some clear relation between them. they rent office space from each other. They're both based in Georgia. Trinity functions as a healthcare sharing ministry. And it's come under scrutiny along with Alira, this for-profit entity that does the marketing and kind of administrative work on Trinity's behalf, because some regulators say they are not following the few regulations that are in place. In May of this year, regulators in Texas, they filed an action to stop Elira and Trinity from offering products in that state. A week later, Washington state filed suit. Colorado has taken regulatory action. And then in New Hampshire in late October, our state's insurance department filed a cease and desist order. And as for the allegations made in New Hampshire? There are three main allegations that our insurance department is making. One is that under New Hampshire state law for these healthcare sharing ministries to operate, they must have been formed before December 31st, 1999. We know that Trinity was formed in 2018. Another allegation is that these ministries, they need to clearly establish that they're faith-based organizations, and the state insurance department is alleging that Trinity and Alira, that their marketing materials don't make that clear enough. And then there's a third point to the cease and desist order here in New Hampshire, which has to do with offering the coverage to groups instead of
1: just in the individual market. So while there are healthcare sharing ministries that are operating without any problems, these two companies aren't helping the cause of similar healthcare options. Absolutely. And I spoke with somebody with an industry group who
2: said in sort of no uncertain terms that Alira and Trinity are giving the industry at whole a black eye, that they – are casting a lot of unwanted attention on healthcare-sharing ministries. You kind of got the sense that the old established healthcare-sharing ministries seeing a new player who is attempting to operate in this space and doing so in what some would say is a questionable way. So, yes, there are healthcare-sharing ministries that operate with little or no complaints or scrutiny, at least according to regulators here in New Hampshire. And then there's this Alira Trinity Institution which has received or generated, I should say, dozens of complaints to the New Hampshire Insurance Department about their practices from consumers here in the state.
0: So what will these legal battles mean for the future of healthcare sharing
2: ministries? That's still up in the air. Alira and Trinity at least in New Hampshire are vigorously defending themselves and have requested an appeal and certainly could prevail they could win in front of a hearing officer that know they are not violating any state laws and that they should be able to continue offering their services there has been a steady trickle of news coverage of these healthcare sharing ministries specifically Alira and Trinity over the past year or so but i still think these aren't household names and so if consumers are interested in signing up for a healthcare sharing ministry, they may not know what to be looking for in those ministries. So I think probably best for everybody, <laughs> like they do in everything, to do their homework before signing up for anything
1: like this. That's the latest in health this week on Take Care. You can follow more of Todd Bookman's reporting on healthcare sharing ministries at nhpr.org.